Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 273. The Unique and Beautiful One-Handed Backhand. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, today's topic, the unique and beautiful one-handed backhand, episode 273. I switched from a two-hander to a one-handed backhand in my late teens. I might have even been in my early 20s. I was just fascinated with the beauty of it. John Macaro had a one-handed backhand. But the real effect today, the reason a lot of people want to learn the one-handed backhand is what I call the Federer effect. In fact, I've included a link in the show notes that gives you 10-minute highlights of Roger Federer one-handed backhands. And in that highlights, you'll see him hitting beautiful one-handed backhands. In fact, five of them are at the Miami Open. One was at the Crandon Park when he played Rafa Nadal in the finals. There was another one when it was called the Sony Open. There was two when it was called the Ericsson Open, which you'll really enjoy because he's got really long hair. And you can tell there's no one in the audience because when he hits a winner, there's like a murmur in the crowd. So it was before anyone really knew him. And then finally, you'll see one uh, from last year, 2019, at Hard Rock Stadium against Albert. But the backhands are just tremendous to watch. So a lot of people want to learn this shot. So I thought I'd go over some of the things to consider with your own backhand if you're looking to switch or you have one that you're looking to improve. First of all, with a lot of people, especially beginners, this is a big endeavor. It's a beautiful shot, but there's a big grip change from going from a single-handed forehand to a single-handed backhand. And secondly, the physics of the shot is a lot different. You can be more aggressive with your forehand, especially when you're hitting with topspin. When you're hitting a one-handed backhand, it's more technically driven. If you imagine a pendulum swinging in the air, it's got a certain smoothness, and it's really technically driven, and it's based a lot on timing. It's not how hard you swing. So when you time the one-handed backhand, it really flies, and that's why I think people see, even neophyte tennis players see this. And that's what becomes appealing about a Federer or a Valrinka one-handed backhand. And a couple of things you got to consider with this physics is your own physical makeup. All right. If you've got more of a petite or smaller frame, it's going to be challenging to hit. It's not impossible. Justine Ennen Arden had a terrific one-handed backhand. But not only the physics of it and your physical makeup it's going to take a lot more practice because of the grip change and because of the timing. So you have to decide with your, for yourself, do you have the personality type that can obsess over technique and put a lot of time on the court against the wall, the ball machine, your coach, and practice partners? Because you're going to need to develop the muscle fibers in your forearm, your grip, and you got to get used to that pendulum-like swing with the one-handed backhand. Now, most of this shot comes from the shoulder areas, so you're going to need some strength in that area as well as your arm and forearm. 
Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of hip and trunk rotation as well. So, for example, if you're into like Pilates, uh, you're going to be doing a lot of rotational exercises to reinforce kind of this powerhouse area between your hips, your abs, your glutes, and your lower back. You're going to need a lot of twisting rotation there. That's really the engine that drives this shot. Really important, a big difference between the one-handed and the two-handed backhand is the extension or the contact point. It's going to be a little further away. The timing's a little bit different. It's not going to come towards you as much. You're not going to have the stability of having two hands on there. The one-handed backhand is a single release. So you use your left hand to kind of load the shot as you make the shoulder turn. But what you're really going to do is that right side, if you're right-handed, will be your dominant side, will be doing a lot of the work. I know we finally, I want to end with talking about the finish. A lot of times the finish can be tricky with people as they kind of torque and pull off of it too early. You have to really swing through the ball to get the extension. It's not a wraparound finish like you have on a typical forehand. Again, I'm going to leave a video demonstration here in the show notes. You're going to see 10 minutes of Roger Federer's backhand so you can take a look at it. I find video very helpful for your own game. It can be super inspirational as well. But I want to caution you, there is a lot of technical elements to this that's very different from a two-handed backhand or a one-handed regular forehand. So the unique and beautiful one-handed backhand, for those who want to learn it, it is an aesthetically pleasing shot and it feels terrific when you hit it correctly. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to do me a favor and go on to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast to help it grow and just for goodwill. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz of BackendCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to show. I knew it all along